Hello and merry meet and welcome everyone to the Astro Tarot Show. I do want to apologize that I did not uh, do an astrology update last week. I just did not have time. I need two of me, honestly. But time just seems to have ran out for me last week. Well, this is a chart of last week. This is the full moon. It's the lunar eclipse. And, um, you know, one of the things that we have to realize is that not only was this a full moon, but it was a super moon. So that meant it was extra intense. Last week, and I do believe I said in a few episodes or a few, a few shows ago, I should say, that this week, this past week was going to be very intense. So the week of the full moon was going to be a very intense week. And we had movement going on. We had um, all of these different kind of aspects happening. And it was just really intense energy, really emotional. And we're still feeling this and we're going to be feeling this for a while. So I just want to give a little update about what is going on. I'm gonna try to cover what we've missed and I'm gonna go into this week as well. So on the 20th, the sun moved into the zodiac sign of Gemini at 9.23 p.m. And on the 22nd, Mercury moved back into the sign of Taurus at 9.15 p.m. Now remember, Mercury is in his retrograde motion, so um, to us, he is going backwards. So he has now entered Taurus, so this is going to change um, the energy very much so from an air sign to an earth sign. So on the 24th, uh, Mars moves into Aries at 7.17 p.m. And just a few hours before that, the moon will be moving into Aries as well. So this is going to be a little push of energy that's um, is very much needed, especially since Mars has been in Pisces all this time. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that if some of you have been feeling run down and tired, especially you fire signs, you just feel like you know, it's just never ending. And that's kind of like that. That's what happens when Mars is in Pisces. It's um, it's a very different kind of energy for Mars. So, moving on. On the 28th, Venus will move into Taurus at 10.46 a.m. This is her home sign. And on the 30th, we will have our new moon in Gemini at um, 7.30 a.m. Now, please remember, all of these times I have said are in the Eastern time zone, so you will need to adjust for your particular time zone. Now, I want to wish all of you Geminis a happy, happy birthday. I'm very sorry I missed that announcement. Um, I do hope that... Um, this year offers you much growth and abundance, and I hope that you have a very wonderful year. So, happy, happy birthday. Now, I want to move. I'm going to leave this just a little bit, and I'll show you. This is the chart from last week um, at the, the full moon. So, I'm going to have a new chart, and we'll go into that one. So we do know that Jupiter has moved into Aries and, you know, that wasn't too long ago. And there's Jupiter right there. So 
he ha he's still around one degrees Aries and we have to remember that Jupiter is in a new cycle. He has emerged from the Piscean waters and he has been brought out of the land of we are all one into the new start of who am I. So this is Aries energy and I will say that he is going to be ready to get out and explore life. This is our biggest planet, and he is also the planet of abundance, and he teaches us to seek uh, truth and to find it. Um, do not give up. Uh, this is a very joyful sign. It's a very optimistic sign. Jupiter will enhance any energies that uh, of this of the zodiac sign that he is in so he will move forward and um he will move forward forward in aries until he gets to about eight degrees and well it's about eight degrees and 43 seconds of aries and then he will station and go retrograde around the the July the 28th and then he'll move back into the sign of Pisces around October the 29th so he will only be in those last degrees of Pisces so he is here and he's going to go back to here around this area and you see there's Neptune so He's going to be in these last degrees. He's going to be visiting Neptune again. And he's going to be going back to figure out something that, you know, he left behind. Remember, he began a new cycle. When he left um, Pisces to go into Aries, he began a new cycle. So he feels that there's something that he needs to look at again. And maybe it wasn't something that we didn't realize that we were going to have to leave behind or change. Remember, this is, you know, when we are ending cycles, um, we've been ending all around because the, he the, the heavy energy that Saturn has been giving us as well has been one of clearing karma or just letting go of the past. So, here is like, you know, you here we're being reminded that this is something that we took forward with us, but is really not going to fit. And we're going to have to go back and leave it within those um, fertile seeds of Pisces. So, it can take, um, it can grow in a different direction. This brings us to ourselves. Jupiter in Aries is really about bringing us to who we are and who we are now. One of the greatest lessons that Aries teaches us is to accept ourselves. And Aries is the soul's desire to be in human form. So when Aries, uh-uh, 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 sorry guys, I have a kitty cat that's fixing to jump up here. So when Aries arises from watery Pisces, where there is just that one consciousness, uh-uh, okay, uh-uh, 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 I'm sorry, guys. Thank you, thank you. 
So when Aries arises from the waters of Pisces, where there is just that one consciousness, we are all one, Aries is ready to step out and go out on his own and explore life. It loves action and it wants to experience this, to experience the human form to experience what this life is about. And, it, you know, Aries wants to um, experience this life energy, not because he's greedy, but because he honors and he respects it. He understands how important it is to have that individuality and how we can't take that for granted. He wants to guide and Aries is, you know, he's not just wanting to lead us astray. He's wanting to um, take us into the place that is of our highest good. Aries is the ultimate leader and Aries is the pioneer. So this pioneer is setting out on this journey, on this journey of self-discovery. And he is more than willing to pave this path for all of us that begin our new path, that emerge from the waters of Pisces to begin our human, um, our human experience, Aries mind reminds us that we must re we um I'm sorry we must fulfill our request to honor our relationships, but not all relationship, not just all all the other relationships, but. The relationship with ourself. So, I want us now to look at this chart. This is our current chart. Um, looks a little different from the other one. I took some stuff off. I added some stuff. So, we have a lot of stuff going on here. So, <clears throat> in order to fulfill our quest we must relaunch we must honor our relationship with ourselves now that is the biggest thing there about honoring our relationship with ourselves now Chiron has been really active as well because he has right here he's been in Aries and there's a lot of planets that have passed him by and you know Chiron is very important because this is the healer of um, the Zodiac. He's the wounded healer. He can heal others, but, you know, he can't heal himself. Within Aries, he is having to learn how to do that. And sometimes through healing others, we can heal ourselves as well. So, he has, um, he has been bringing the healing focus to the self. And he's at 14 degrees Aries. And that is a serpent is curling. I'm sorry. A serpent is circling a man and woman who are very engrossed in each other. Or another one is that a man standing on a mountain gazing sadly on the valley below where some men are fighting for a bag of gold whilst a monkey is eating their food. On his right side is the spirit of truth. On his left, the spirit of love. 
Behind him, holding on to his garment, is the spirit of hate. Mm. And this says a lot. This really says a lot about, you know, what we allow into our life. Um, to be very, uh, you know, be very conscious and aware of our environment. There's so many people, you know, when, uh, when I go to my local grocery store, and, and I've been going there, you know, a while, and I notice things. Because that's, you know, that's what I do. I, I just, I pay attention. I'm conscious. I want to know who's in there, who's around me, what's going on, who's working. Um, that's just... I don't know. That's just me. That's how I've always been. I feel that it is very important for us to be conscious of our awareness. For um, not just to be conscious. I mean, as for safety as well. Right? So, this can be so engrossed in something that we fail to see the damage, or I should say the trauma that we're not noticing. When two men are fighting over gold while a monkey is stealing their food, they don't have their priorities correct. Or whoever gets the gold can run off and go get more food. But then again, they're still missing that. They're having to pay for something they already had, right? So it's like a waste of energy. A waste of time and I really feel that this is about setting the priorities of what is really good for us and that can't be shown to us by anybody else other than ourselves I mean if I had left my healing up to the hospital I would be dead now and this I know without a doubt I know without a doubt that if I would have left my healing up to that hospital um, that I would have, I would not be here today because they did not know what was going on because they were just reading numbers and reading a book when I was listening to my body and I could feel what my body needed and what was happening. So we have to really stop being so occupied with pleasures and the illusions and the distractions that we don't notice the danger that's going on around us and what's happening to us. That's one of the biggest things that we have to really understand is that there are a lot of things that grab our attention in this world that is for a purpose of distracting us from different things, you know. If it is a, if it's an ad of some sort, well, somebody is trying to grab your attention to come to that ad. So being occupied with pleasure um, is not exactly a really good thing because that can take us into a negative aspect or a detriment, such as addictions and things like that. In the tarot, the Empress card is one about pleasure and abundance. That's the, you know, that's the, um, the card of Venus. So this luxurious things. But we always know that pleasure intoxicates us. Um, and it, it intoxicates those whom pain has been rendered. 
So just as someone has been starved to death, um, different food or different, you know, different food would um, intoxicate them and they would overindulge. You see, when we overindulge, when we are giving in to our addiction, we are placing a veil upon our third eye because that is taking us away. Is there a time and place for things? Of course there are. I'm talking about addictions. Hi everybody, welcome back. Um, thought I'd give you a different view other than just the chart. So I want to go in here and I want to talk about um, a little bit of the eclipses, okay? I wanted to cover this in a past issue and I just, I forgot. So eclipses, they work in cycles and they work in, they have like a 19, 19 and a half year cycle. So every nine, nine and a half years, they, are, they come to a repeat. These eclipses are taking us back to November the 13th of 2012. So do you remember what was going on in your life at that time? What ended? What was beginning? And what, one thing that we have to remember is that you know, life is not linear. Life is a spiral and it may look like a circle on the outside, but when you look on the side, you will see the spiral and there's cycles that we go through. There's lessons that we have to learn. There's challenges. So there's a whole big um, journey for us. And this is, you know, this is the human experience, right? So Back in August of 2022, Mars, Uranus, and the North Node came together at 18 degrees in Taurus. And this was touching in on our material. Um, Taurus is about producing and it is connected to our money. Uh, Taurus likes wealth, it likes the luxuries. Its planet is Venus. So it's really connected to, um, you know, having those nice things and that nice taste. And back at that time, we started seeing really big the, the redistribution of wealth. And it seemed like the wealth, um, our, the, the money in our world, um, had began to go more into the hands of the 1%, like the millionaires, the billionaires and whatnot. And we saw that distribution. And, you know, like for right now, there's people that were middle class and are now um, having to live as lower class. And those that were right on the line have gone into poverty level. Um, Uranus is about extremes. And when he is in Taurus, this is, this is going to, um, it is going to, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's going to affect everything involved in that sign. Taurus is about, it is connected to relationships. Okay. It's about, you know, relating to, um, it is connected to money. It is connected to earth. So those different things, let's see, it's connected to our food, 
our food production, how we grow our food, you know, what we eat, things like that. Our money, it is going to be connect, you know, um, our money, how, how we view money, how we spend money. Um, you know, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bitcoin coming up, all of the digital money. So we have that happening. And Uranus will take these things to extremes. It will. And in the North Node, we can see that um, with, with Mars that was in, um, with Mars that was, um, that was aspecting uh, Uranus there, <laughs> it really gave us a run for our money, so to speak. But now, I want to talk about Venus because Venus is connected to Taurus. And Venus says, do you love what you are doing? And is it the highest expression of who you are? And that's what Venus wants. Venus wants us to do what we love. It's about what we value, um, you know, what we cherish, what we love. And I will say that um, this energy is really is very much about enjoying those people that you love and those things that you value, um, those things that you hold dear. It's very much a time to concentrate or I guess I should say reprioritize your life and really focus on those things that you value. I want to talk some more about Venus because she is having some movement and she's having an aspect that's really affecting, um, affecting us emotionally. And I want to cover that in just a moment, but I want to start, um, I want to get back to what I was talking about. Um, Mars, the conjunct Neptune and Pisces, and that happened last week. So again, um, you know, and he's moving into the, into Aries on the 24th. So he's in those life, life cycles. So this again is another new, um, a new cycle. We have Jupiter that's having his new cycle, and now we have Mars that's going into his new cycle. And when, um, with, with these different aspects, I want to touch back on inflation because this is hitting that as well. Mars just got finished with, with, um, back in August when he was meeting up with Neptune. I'm sorry, when he was meeting up with Uranus and Taurus. So as he is moving through that, yeah, it is, you know, inflation, um, you know, with, it's almost like, and how it looked, it, how it looked, especially with Saturn squaring, um, some of the planets, it looked like we were being pushed into a corner and we were being pushed to, um, we are being shown things that are happening in our life that we cannot control and we're having trouble with. Uh, Mars is my will and what I desire. And Neptune is about oneness, where individuality is not even thought of. There's absolutely no ego within um, in Neptune and Neptune in Pisces. That is, mm, we have to remember we are going 
from the Piscean age into the Aquarian age. Pisces is all about the the oneness. There's no self self identity. We are all the same. And honestly, uh, that would be such a boring world if we were all the same and we we were all conformed into wearing gray clothes or only dressing like this and whatnot. That is a very boring world that I hope that I am never a part of. So, and, and Pisces is also the one God, the monotheistic. So as we go into Aquarius, we are looking forward. We're going into the mental. And this is the water bearer. So this is about information. He is pouring water out. This is an air sign. It gets kind of tricky because he is a water bearer, but it Aquarius is an air sign. And when he is pouring this water out, he is pouring out information. So it's very much connected to our internet world, to our um, to our technology in, in that field. But we have to be careful here and not to forget the heart. We can't live in the mind. We have to also consider the heart. So with Mars and um, Pisces, you know, we it can make us feel a bit vulnerable. And, you know, there's these all these bigger things that we don't have control of that's happening. And we are really going through a learning process. So while the South Node is in Scorpio, um, this is going to really bring our attention to endings and deaths. So there's a lot of different things that are happening right now, a lot of endings and beginnings and um, different things of the like. When the sun moved in Gemini um, on the 20th, um, he had a conjunction with Mercury and the Earth at one degree of Gemini. And the Sabian symbol, I'm going to read this for you because this is really, really good. And this really taps us into this energy that's going on. So, the Sabian symbol for one degree Gemini is a glass bottom boat. Okay, a glass bottom boat. Think about that. Think about standing into that. What In looking down, what would you see? Well, it reveals the undersea wonders, and the when it is the window of the mind, and in this aspect, it's saying the windows of the mind are closed um, through the in though the individual can become aware of the outside or the psychic. Um, depths below the normal level of consciousness. Now, Mercury is very left brain, and that has to do with the ego. And this is taking us to, you know, what we stand for. And also, it, it can operate like a magnetic field to draw things to us that we may not, that we may not agree with. 
Now, when we are looking at this, this is very symbolic of what's going on right now with everything that's happening. Because as we are, we are all in this boat with a glass bottom. And we are seeing things every single day that is being unearthed and showing us truths that have been hidden from us. With Pluto, um, with the United States having its Pluto return, it is definitely shining the light on some of that secret underbelly that has happened. And it has involved other countries. So it's opening our eyes. We're seeing below that surface of what we are, what they want us to see, and we're able to peer in into the secret little little tunnel, right? The secret little window and see what that undercurrent is, see what's really going on. And that is very powerful. That is very powerful. <clears throat> now, Mars also in um, Pisces. Now, you know, Mars is... Um, Aries, and it's the god of war and passion. And sister is Eris, which is Kali. And that is, he... Um, this is some serious, this is some serious energy as well. So we need to be mindful of that. You know, I think for for this whole year really has been one of acceptance and not in a way of just cowtailing and just doing what you're told. It's been one of acceptance with active actions. It is changing how we think and changing how we speak. And we, it, it's like being in this mold and not fully able to express ourselves. Again, uh, I really feel this energy of, you know, we are coming out of what we were born into and blooming more into what we are. Some people will call that complete chaos. Other people will call that fertile planting grounds with focus, what Taurus offers us, that focus and hard work, we will be able to, you know, reap what we have sown. So this whole year has been very much about um, new beginnings, new cycles, um, pulling away are cutting ourselves off uh, from stories that are no longer us, from lives that are no over no longer us. Um, you know, we're here to live a life, and I think many of us are getting tired of not being able to. Ego is having to be checked right now. And May, to me, is all about manifestation. We don't have much longer of May left. And, 
you know, this month has flown by, but it has been so intense. It has been so intense. So, I want to talk about Venus a little bit. Um, Venus is squaring, um, Venus is squaring Pluto, and this is very much about a shift of power. Um, there's been talking about, well, they talk about the divine feminine rising, and they're like, well, you know, how is this possible if everything is happening that's going on in our world? Well, that's the divine feminine. We have a concept. Again, we're having to change the way we think. We have to cut ourselves off and from what we were born into and awaken to reality. And that is really one thing that the divine feminine does. It will go and it will set fire and obliterate everything within its path and only leave the truth. The truth of what's going on. Um, the divine feminine operating in its dark aspect, it wants to expose those things that want to stay hidden. And um, there's a lot of things that have um, within our many governments that they want to stay hidden. So this is intensity and feelings. Um, watch out for that. Watch out for your feelings. And... Also within, you know, all, when I say relationships, all relationships. So watch your, watch your feelings there. Um, don't go overboard. Also with Venus and Pluto, we have to really be careful here because we may be in this great relationship or we may be doing something that we really love, right? And we can become over-controlling. We can want to control that person because maybe we got some, we, you know, we have, we have developed some kind of insecurity. And with this, this is warning you not to do this, um, not to use your power uh, to control others, um, you know, not to use the manipulating, um, manipulating behavior. Um, watch out for your jealousy. Watch out for guilt trips. So, use your power, you know, you use your power for, for good. We want the highest good. Um, you know, and the biggest thing here is that control begins with the self. Everything, love, everything begins with the self. And if you haven't, if you haven't harmonized those energies within you, then you are going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble with all relationships. So you have to make sure that you are going to harmonize those inner, inner emotions, harmonize your masculine and feminine energy within you so that you're going to be able to express yourself at the highest potential. Venus is very much about self-love, and she will be moving into Aries, and I cannot believe I did not write that down. Um, when did she go into Aries? But when she goes into Aries, this is very much about um, self-love 
in learning how to honor and how to care and how to nurture ourselves again and in healthy ways, in healthy ways, um, not in destructive ways, not at, in numbing yourself to the pain, but in living through it and walking through it and experience it and then healing from it. So yeah, this is some really powerful energy and um, it is very much one of, of loving yourself. But you know, when you are working on yourself spiritually, these other things fall in line. And this is uh, Pluto, it, it does represent the spiritual. So it, it does represent looking at it in a different way, like spiritually working on yourself, bringing back that power to you. So we are with, with Venus in Aries, we're beginning to value ourselves um, deeper. The eclipse, you know, it, it really gave us some high and low waves of energy there. Um, very intense energy, I should say. And, and it really just kind of was drawing that line of, of what is old and what is new, what is needing to stay and what we're needing to release. Um, and, and again, cutting off, it, it's just like, we're all born into this, but we all have to strip away the conditionings that have been placed upon us to reveal who we truly are. Many people can't even tell you what they like to do or can't even tell you anything about themselves except what they do for work. They're a mom or, you know, I work here. Or I'm a mom, I'm a wife and blah, blah, blah. Well, what about you? Well, that is me. Is that all you are? No, of course that's not all you are. You're more of a person than that. So we really have to um, shift our mental. And, you know, sometimes our old stories uh, can come back. Some of those old stories can come back and pay us a visit. And, you know, um, can expose some of our fears to us. Um, some of those things that we don't want to happen. So we have to shift the mental. Uh, we have to have that heart and mind immersion in order to begin to make those right decisions for us. We're rethinking things and, you know, we're thinking about our long-term goals. So this is very much with, you know, in line of, of a, of a flower blooming right? And Mars and Pisces, and that is, it's not been able to go forward. That's that feeling of we can't go forward. So with moving into Aries, he's really going to have that push of energy. So guys, the energy is going to get a little bit more intense, but in different ways. Uh, Jupiter is in Aries as well, and he is teaching us how to respond to ourselves. So, this is connecting us to our spiritual mind as well. We are um, 
being advised to um, awaken us, ourselves spiritually and, you know, and when we are having our spiritual growth, it does change the way that we feel about ourselves and how we value ourselves. So that's, that's really important. We really need to um, watch our thoughts. Uh, it's very important. People want to talk about energy all the time, but they want to admit the bits and pieces that they don't really agree with. Well, we need to change our thinking because our thoughts can create. And right now in our world, and, and I'm, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, we are seeing this cry. We are seeing humanity um, working against its shadow, the shadow of the um, having control of, of taking that, one of, of taking power away from you. Okay. I also want to point out something here um, with um, Black Moon Lilith. Now, Black Moon Lilith is at four degrees Cancer. And this can be um, old fears and old traumas coming back um, where, we not, where we do not feel good in our body. And I want to say that... Um, I do apologize. She's at three degrees. Excuse me. I do apologize. At three degrees, cancer. And cancer at three degrees is an Arctic um, explorer leads a reindeer through a low canyon. So this is about challenges and adaptations. And, you know, he is... He is taking this reindeer through this, you know, this icy, frigid canyon. And, of course, you know, he's dressed. He has his, he's dressed, ready to go, and he's leading this reindeer. And he knows that there's no stopping. He has to go. He has to get to his destination. There's um, an importance here. Um, you know, yeah, he's facing death. Yeah, he is facing um, exhaustion, but he's understanding that there is something bigger at what he's working at. So he is having to persevere through this. He's having to push through this. And this really, for me, I feel like that what these planets are speaking is that, you know, it's going to take us a minute to change some things. Um, a lot of us are very comfortable, you know, and a lot of us don't like to change some things. But we also have to understand that we we can't keep on going in the same destructive ways that we have went. Um, there is so many so many corrupt um, corporations and things out there, and I'm not saying anything you guys don't already know. You, you already know this. I'm just telling you and showing you that astrology is seeing this too. So, and it's guiding us. It's telling us that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but there's going to be a lot of work that we need to do to get us there along the way. We do have a new moon coming up on the 30th, and that will be in Gemini. 
Gemini is an air sign. It's, it's a wonderful sign. It's the twins. Um, when you think of the twins, it is um, the card, the tarot card that is connected to Gemini is the lovers. And um, the lovers card is quite interesting. It is not what many people like to believe that it is. There's so much symbology in that card. So I'm going to close for that. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I do apologize. It is rather uh, thrown together a bit and, and all, but I just wanted to give you an update of what's going on. I am here. I will do the astrology. Um, the intensity is still there. I'm going to work on again to bring in a um, a uh, Gemini new moon uh, report for this weekend. So I'm working at that right now. So I'm hoping to have that done. So I appreciate you all watching and listening. And please uh, subscribe and like. That really helps me. And if you could comment, you know, just like a thank you or whatever, that really helps as well. Also, if anybody would, if you know of anyone that would like to listen to this reading, please feel free to share. This is something free that I offer to um, everyone. It is general, and I try to cover all that's going on. There's so many different aspects right now. There's so many different energies that's happening. And I just try to, to um, cover those that are really sticking out and that are really um, talking to us. I will be talking about Chiron soon because Chiron is really um, making himself known in astrology. Many people don't understand who Chiron is and I will do my best to introduce you to Chiron, and I hope that I do him service when I speak of him. So, until next time, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, evening, whenever, whenever you're listening to me, and I'll see you next time. Mary Park, till we marry meet again. Blessings.